so do we start off with apologizing for not like being there for four weeks because I, I was getting married you and should I apologize. Yeah. you should apologize getting married and I went on my honeymoon but I think that's understandable good content we gave you good content yeah I actually did like they had some nice German stuff <laughs> So hi folks, welcome to episode 11 of the F1 Grid View. We'll be reviewing the Barcelona Grand Prix that happened yesterday at the Circuit de Catalunya. Mehika, first thoughts, what do you think of the race? Very eventful. Yeah. Loved it. I did too, I really had a lot of fun. Uh, started off really well with uh, Kevin Magnussen and Hamilton getting into this whole thing and Hamilton already yeah. giving up from everything, saying that I don't want to continue, just let's just save the engine and all that. Um, and then from there going on, um, there were some really interesting overtakes and things happening. But then in the end, in the middle, it got a little boring for me when there was you could just see Charles going off and everything happening behind him. But Charles being in the distance, not anybody able to catch up. Yeah. And then we just snap and change. I think like 20 25 minutes ish was very boring. Yeah. But like, other than that, everything was so entertaining. Like, either there are some overtakes happening yeah. or Charles DNF. Or Hamilton going from like P19 to P4 yep. over the And I honestly didn't think he would make it into uh, the points also. He didn't think he would point. make it into points. Yeah. But like he did manage to get fifth position, which was like really good. Yeah. yeah. He had a very strong race. The, uh, the Mercedes car looked really, really, really strong. Uh, Russell really was... He's been he's been fantastic to say the least. So Mercedes this year, Mr. Yeah. Consistent, getting into the top five, getting points in every single race. Uh, he's been really good. Uh, getting to the winner. What did you have to say about the team orders okay. already so, in race in, in in not even in the sixth race? We have team orders and Perez has to give up his position for Charles I, for Max. Really feeling bad for Perez. Like yeah. I agree with. Uh, you know, Max is the leader. Max is the one who will be competing for championship and everything. Not really as yet. There was not that big a gap between Checo and Max yeah, at this point. Was, How do you suggest who's your number one driver? Yeah, there wasn't. But like Red Bull has always, like since the past few years, Red Bull has been favoring him. I've been their golden boy for four or five years. So there's obviously they are going to go ahead and prefer him. But uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think they should have done that so early in the season. But they did end up doing that. Correct. Like I feel Perez had a really good chance of winning the race if they wouldn't have, you know, made them change places. Yeah, he was definitely winning. He was on track to win the race. Uh, exactly. But team order so early on in the season is just going to leave a sour taste in Perez's head. And obviously, it doesn't reflect well with the team also. Uh, yeah. And Perez saying he needs to have a talk after the race. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not good at all. Yeah. Uh, continuing, let's let's start how let's see how everybody did in qualifying. Uh, so it started with Charles on pole. Charles has had a fantastic run this year. He's he's getting poles left, right, and center. Uh, not converting them, converting a majority of them, but yeah, still he's been he's been fabulous. So here we here we have Max would have gotten the pole, but like the last lap he had some issues, right? Correct. So, that would have been nice to see him on pole as well. That's but true. He his his power, his Red Bull power trains 
uh, yeah. unit failed him again, uh, which is becoming a very repetitive thing. Coming back again in the race, we will see him have issues with his DRS. So, yeah, uh, Charles finishing on pole, Max finishing behind him, Carlos at P3. We have Russell in the top five with Perez and Lewis. And Lewis's best friend, Valtteri, just sticking right behind him wherever he is. In an alpha, he is put it to P7. In an has, Kevin has, is in P8. Daniel is on P9. And Mick Schumacher makes his first Q3 appearance, finishing P10. Uh, yeah, something something you really stood out for you in qualifying, or something you really looked loved. Yeah, I mean Mick coming to the Q3 was what costed Lando his Q3, right? Correct. Lando had his track time deleted. Yeah. For exceeding track limits, he had he did have his lap time deleted. Yes. So that that put Mick in the top ten. Uh, Daniel didn't even come out from the pit lane to try another lap. He was very happy. He thought he couldn't improve more, and they didn't want to risk another set of tires. So Daniel didn't even come out uh, for a third uh, for a third and final lap. Valtteri uh, yeah. was really really good with his lap. Uh, that was a fantastic job. He did not not that big a gap to the leaders ahead. Uh, seven eight tenths. That's it. Uh, yeah. All in all, a very solid qualifying uh, with Charles. Uh, with sorry, with Charles finishing on pole and Carlos Sainz Senior handing him the award and being an awkward press, awkward end of the just the prize distribution or the qualifying ceremony, handing him the wheel with that was kind of awkward. Like you could see the pain in his face. I'm sure he really wanted his son to be on pole for this race at home. Yeah, I mean, at this point, everyone wants to see Carlos. Get a win for Ferrari, right? That's true. Like, even if it starts with a pole position, it is pretty different from what we've been seeing, like in the past six races. It's either Max or Charles. Yeah, it is. But like, what do you think? Like, okay, coming back, going back, going to the race results. Uh, we'll continue this with Charles first. Uh, Charles did. Uh, sorry, Carlos did finish P four, but he had a bad spin at turn four. He went yeah. into the gravel. He got back. He got back. Uh, lost a couple of places, and then fought himself back. He's that's that's happening quite frequently. Uh, I don't know if it's just too much pressure getting to him. His P4 were the wins, but him being from this this area, knowing these tracks very well, being a local boy, I'm sure he would know how these wins affect the car. Uh, Max also not just not to just say it was his fault. Max also did go into the gravel in the next lap itself, and Max is not somebody who's who's known to be really, really good with his limits. So, yeah. Uh, so not putting too much out there on uh, Carlos, but he has definitely made some race, uh, some mistakes the past few races. And the the pressure of having a race-winning car and not delivering clearly is showing on the Spaniard. I feel definitely, definitely, and like. We've like in the beginning at least Charles and Carlos had the similar car like correct over the season also Charles has been getting the pole position getting the win yep. but Carlos still hasn't gotten the win which correct. we at this point if he has been in Ferrari for the second year and at this point I mean any Ferrari fan would like to see Carlos on the podium definitely well. not just Ferrari fans there are a lot of Carlos fans as well who are just support yeah. other teams. He has a lot of love from the McLaren fans as well. So, yeah. And it, it's Monaco next week. We're already counting Charles to crash into the 
into the wall balls so maybe you have carlos finishing on the top step of the court i i was counting on charles crashing but like he's crashed this week as well i yep. don't think he can like afford to crash next week as well he can't the championship is getting really heated uh, he was running away with it first in the couple of races and then uh, max has just crawled out of nowhere and just pulled him back with three consecutive wins in a row so yeah, yeah bravo uh, okay there is no max bias but there is come on it's obvious uh, getting into the race results that is very interesting the red bull one and two with team orders with whereas definitely being the quicker car stopping to get the fastest lap uh, not agreeing with the strategy that the team set upon him or the team not agreeing on the strategy that they had set out to with which was perez always going to be finishing ahead of max but then he is their golden boy he needs the points so perez happy to play the team game but uh, finishing p2 he did seem disappointed in the pen when he was giving the interviews when he was talking to everybody uh, but yeah that's how it is i mean anyone would be disappointed right like you can't expect to be like stolen from the first position and be all happy and merry yeah but then there are too many things that affected that decision also because verstappen had a bad car his drs didn't work he was not as quick as perez perez fought through russell and the midfield to get to the top of the to get to p1 uh, and just letting it go for max seemed a little wrong it was hilarious just watching max go ahead and ham the drs button just uh, or pedal it up and seeing how it if it worked if it didn't work the drs flap not just turning on and and then then him cursing the team saying what a joke you can't even get the drs right like i mean edwin new is done a lot of wonderful thing for max to be very to be to be very grateful for and i don't think they need to layer how a crappy job they're doing with the drs this this race i think the only thing that helped max after the drs issue was charles's dnf because otherwise i don't think max there was no way possible. there was no way if charles didn't dnf uh, he was winning this race there was no chance somebody i really 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 was impressed and loved was, was russell he had a fantastic race finishing p3 uh, leading at one point he was, he was leading at one point had a really really strong race the mercedes upgrades have done well they're not purposing any more they wanted to buy they were purposing and they managed to stop it so that's pretty good for them uh, yeah all in all a very very strong race for both the mercedes i'm really liking how mercedes is uh, you know Yeah, like coming up to the level of at least Red Bull and Ferrari because now it won't just stay a two-way championship. It right. will now turn into Ferrari versus Red Bull in versus uh, Mercedes, Mercedes, which sure. will be good because like in the past, say six races, we've seen either Ferrari or uh, yeah. Red Bull. But yeah. we do need something else on top, otherwise it's going to be the same like Hammer Watt or Ver Ham Watt. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I get that. Uh, Hamilton had a real scare in the in the in the ending of the laps uh, during uh, to the end of the race. There was a there was I was very sure he was not going to finish. The the DNF looked on the cards, but he did manage it well and did let signs go through uh, to P four and he was he settled with this P five and his good friend Bottas right behind him again in P six. 
so they're not leaving each other it was very cute i didn't know if you saw the interview where he asked if uh, the reporter asked him if he would be interested in buying botas's artwork in the stream where he was showing off yeah his speeches uh, and hamilton was very surprised botas was selling those as nfts and stuff and he was he definitely looked interested in buying one <laughs> um, yeah i mean you miss your teammate don't you yep possible uh alpin had a really really strong race like i thought they were fantastic ocon uh, yeah. coming ahead in the start uh, overtaking everybody uh, he did really well alonso started p17 took a in uh, took a power unit penalty started uh, at the back of the la- uh, race at p20 and then made up 11 spots to finish p9 that alpin car is something on this track and at a home race uh, alonso did a fantastic job uh, of course both of them did a brilliant job and i've been seeing ocon has been performing really well over the past few races and it's just really like nice he's been doing really well yeah what did you think of the two green red bulls oh uh they looked pretty promising when they came out we i was like if if it is already a three way race can we add another red bull and make it a four way race with a uh, aston martin also in it but uh very early on they both got disqualified in q1 of the poly and i was like okay this is not this is not what they had in mind but uh vettel had a good race i thought vettel was really good his battle with alonso was was fantastic like yeah. just took everybody back to the 2012s 2013s and that was a lot of fun uh, but that car didn't really have a lot to to put up and didn't have a lot of pace and yeah it just it just didn't work out for them um, the two mclarens the two mclarens norris was sick norris was unwell uh, started p11 put up a fantastic fight uh, just completely out of energy by the end his he wouldn't even talk to his race engineer after the in the cool down lap because he didn't have that yeah. strength uh he finished p p8 and uh, you had ricardo finishing p12 uh very very off race he didn't know he didn't know how to sum it up himself he just seemed very frustrated with it and uh, yeah so that was that for ricardo uh coming to gasly and sonoda gasly had a very mediocre race he didn't have a lot of time with the uh, with poly he sat out his car was not his car was not set up properly and had a lot of issues with it uh, yuki had a good race yuki finished p10 yuki's been having point. good races yuki has been having good races. good races he's been outshining gasly this year which is pretty surprising but the alpha tauri does not look as good a car as it did last year so yeah but yuki has been doing pretty well and by by impressed with the way yuki's carried himself yeah same um Schumacher uh, started P10 was in the points and then you suddenly like you suddenly just hope that he gets one point everybody's just waiting for Mick to get get his first points and then and towards the end of the race you just see him slipping down and just just breaks everybody's heart i feel yeah, like it's so sad yeah the williams of i the williams of i nothing to write about them um they were just yeah you could just write them off there was nothing there with them um albon had some major tire issues he pit four times uh so that's something they have to figure before monaco because you don't have a lot of time to turn it around but being two laps down pitting four, four times is definitely not fun um and you have joe and leclerc who both 
at uh, who both yeah. were out of the race who did yeah both ferrari engines both ferrari engines i was really scared because at that point when joe uh, dnf i think botas was still p4 and there was there was a there was a hype chance he could finish p4 or even on the podium at that point and i was just worried that yeah the doubts creep in when your teammate is already gone off and yeah that does that yeah. does affect us. yeah going ahead to our next slide uh going ahead to our next slide uh here we have uh, points if they were calculated on basis of qualification quali uh if somebody finished p1 in quali he got 25 points as he did in the race so you see charles having a great time in quali uh being on top of the uh, being on top at with 136 max 106 again uh perez being 80 and carlos and luis luis doesn't look like he's finishing very high up but he still managed to get his himself for the fifth place um so he, so that yeah. does mean he's having pretty strong qualies but uh, george russell is in eighth and he's having very strong races because he is finishing in the top 5 so that's that's something yeah. that george has figured out uh in his race pace which luis still hasn't been able to So, yeah, that's very well done. A very surprising name to miss out on the top ten is Daniel Ricciardo, not having a great time at all this year. Uh, not even the top ten for race results. Yeah, but that car is not like it can't be there because Lando has put it up to P seven, so he is yeah, really struggling. And Bottas is really really impressive. He's been thirty-two in an uh, in an Alfa Romeo, and it's like he is just not shifted from Mercedes. Yeah, he's 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 doing really really well, uh, and he seems a lot happier. You see him so much calmer, so composed, uh, so happy to be a team leader as such. So that's really good. That it's really really good on his part. Uh, moving on to our next slide with pits, with the uh, pit stops. Uh, everybody else going with a three stopper strategy. most of the teams saw starting on softs um, i think only lewis was the one who started on medium but after his first lap incident he too shifted to softs um, and so just it was so hot the track the the track temperature reached up to 50s uh, it was really difficult for them to cool down the engines cool down the tires so you couldn't push as much as hard as also um, so yeah i think i think i really like these wet races or these really hot races where you have this where you have like a lot of things depend on how you use the tires how you push the tires so i think i had a really really fun time just because of the strategies that were being used and how they were how they were working around those so yeah i thought Definitely. that was pretty fun anything that stood out for you except albon pitting four times uh no going into the race people were thinking like it could be a one stopper or a two stopper yep. but then over time everyone realized that the track was uh, very hot and which is why the tires were acting out Correct. and i feel like um, more or less other than lewis's like you mentioned the lewis's starting on mediums other than that most of the teams did pretty well with the tire management that's true that's true people did uh, they did handle themselves really well there weren't any uh, burnouts of the tires or something like that which is very common in a in a it's hot race sorry Kevin and Bottas had a two-stopper. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Bottas did. Bottas did manage to give a very long stint with his medium tires, so that worked out very well for them. Uh, Ferrari had the quickest pit stop, and they beat the record for the 
quickest pit stop in the whole season with Charles. It was a 2.43 second pit stop, which is the quickest one this season. Uh, so kudos on them, but then Charles DNFing didn't pretty didn't help them pretty yeah. much. So yeah, moving on then. Okay, I feel he'll figure it out over the season. Yeah, not in Monaco, but he will. (laughs) So, this is a very interesting stat that we found. Uh, This is basically a a combination of where, how much the first driver and the second driver is getting the points. So, if you see Red Bull, you have Max Verstappen who's got 110 points as compared to an 85 of uh, Perez, which is very close, which is why I said it was not uh, it was not decided that Max was the number one driver in this season as yet because he didn't need those twenty five points because they were basically on equal footing as uh, before this race. So, like you see, Max is finished on one hundred and ten, uh, Perez has eighty five, so that's seventy seven percent of the team points are with Red Bull. Carlos also, after not having that greater season, still is has managed to put sixty two percent of the uh, has not not that behind on points uh, a very interesting stat is the mercedes number one driver that is george russell not lewis hamilton uh, i mean if last year you would have told anyone that george is performing better no one would have believed you yeah definitely not it's 62 percent uh alpha tauri has has alpha tauri also the number one driver is yuki not pierre uh with 54 percent of the points uh, McLaren, which is a very obvious one because how Lando is outperforming Daniel. Uh, McLaren having uh, him having 28% of the points is 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 very clearly out there. Uh, similarly, with Alpine and Alfa Romeo too, Ocon and uh, Bottas have been doing really well, better than Alonso and better than Joe. So yeah, you see that happening, which is very which is very okay. Something that you, where you said just reminded me. Where uh, if you ask somebody last year, nobody would say that Russell was uh, outshining Lewis. It just took him back to 2014, where you had this young boy Daniel Ricciardo oh, just beating the four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel race after race in a car that was a world champion till then, and he came to that team thinking he could be the next world champion year. I am sure Russell also came to Mercedes thinking he could be a world champion here with Mercedes winning seven and almost getting uh, the eighth also. So there are some parallels there uh, with Ricardo and Russell there coming to championship winning teams, outshining the winners. So yeah, I just thought that over time, depending on how he performs. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, Hamilton had a fantastic comeback, contrary to whatever he thought he couldn't do, uh, wanting to save the engine. That was something I was really disappointed with because he's not somebody who comes across like he will give up. He's always fighting till the end. He was not technically yeah. giving up, but maybe he was thinking smartly because he knew how many how close the season got last year. So maybe he wanted to save some of his engines if he thought he was so far behind, which he was. Like you look at them, you look at everybody else and you look where Hamilton is at lap three. He is far, far, far behind. And it's not something you can do do it in a quick, but I'm sure he knows if one safety car and you're all bunched up again and it's all okay then. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, but yeah, he had a fantastic race. Lap 62 was where he got ahead of science, but then with his overheating of the car and problems, he did have to get back to uh, 
didn't have to get back. So yeah, going ahead to our next one, George Russell has been freaking amazing this year. Uh, has a podium finish, has led the race, top five finish. He's got all the laps done. He's not DNF, and he's the lead team. Uh, he's leading his teammates. So yeah, he's had a fantastic year. Yeah, I just like am realizing right now how. In the beginning, everyone's, you know, from like the first race, everyone was like, I think Mercedes is still regretting changing Bottas and Russell. And yep. like, I feel he's living up to the expectations with the car. He, he has. Living up to the ex- expectations and more, I feel. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, more than that. Because like, if you go to see Lewis Hamilton, a seven-time world champion who's been in that car since so long, yeah. still hasn't been able to come to the level that he is. Yeah, for sure. So he's so, done pretty well. Mercedes uh, took a good bet with Russell. Definitely. Russell's been waiting in the wings for too long at Williams also. So it was high time he got this opportunity. And it was it was good time for Mercedes also to give and to breathe yeah. this new generation in. You can't you can't have somebody new coming totally after and not being able to fill Lewis's shoes. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's 250 podiums for Mercedes this week. Uh, all these stats from our friend from Stats F1 Stats Guru. Uh, 250 uh, podiums, which is the highest right now with that we have. Uh, since 2010, sorry. Not the highest we have for, forever because you have McLaren and Ferrari who's these giants of the sport. But since 2010, you have Mercedes of 250. And... I just, the Michael Schumacher one still stands out for me because how important it was after his switch from Ferrari and three hard years at Mercedes. Uh, Nico has been very strong. So is Valtteri. And Lewis is on another level. And I'm sure George is just starting up and he's going to get there. Yeah, I think he has more to contribute to this over the coming years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Team standings. Team standings. That looks really interesting. I'm happy with like a Red Bull going on top. Because it's a change. We need yeah. a change. Yeah. Ferrari has been very dominant this season. But with Charles not finishing his race. And Ferrari and Red Bull having a 1-2. I don't think it could have got any better for Red Bull. Uh, Mercedes is also picking up. The 120 is is not very far behind. Similarly, McLaren, technically just on one driver, is getting up with 50. And Alpha also is, is banking on one driver. Uh, yeah, the midfield looks pretty even. McLaren, Alpha, Romeo and Alpine don't have much separating them. But you clearly know like yeah. McLaren is a step above. But they haven't proved anything this year. So hopefully they do have something in the bag. Uh, and Aston Martin is not at number 19. With the num- with the way with the personnel and with the with the drivers, so I'm sure they'll be looking to get up to maybe a five or six or seven, not languishing down in ninth at this point. For sure, I I mean I think the gap is anyway going to increase next week for Red Bull and Ferrari, right? Of course, of course, obviously. I mean, the the hate we're going to get from Ferrari fans is going to be unreal this week. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just check where the drivers are after the end of the Barcelona Grand Prix. 
uh, as we said, Max has taken uh, taken the first position from Charles. It's still just a quarter of the season. Uh, you know, we don't know which way things are going to go, but it's not that big a lead. But it's great to have Verstappen back at the top. Um, and if Charles did take this twenty-five points, the lead would have been very high for a uh, for Max to catch up. And I still don't see this as a two-way fight. I still think Perez, Russell. Maybe even Hamilton and Sainz are still in this. Of course, it it's not like it has been blocked out at this point. And like at the rate that Mercedes is improving, yeah. like how they've gone from like a bad car to you know a decent car in six uh, six races. Which the coming few races, I don't think they are going to have an issue to reach the championship car level. Definitely. Something that really stands out for me is Kevin Magnussen, who was not in this picture even three months back, but is at P10 with not just like five points or six points, but that's 15 points. That's not something Haas had in their wildest dreams in the last year. In a Haas, exactly. So that and Botas are two people who really impressed me. Uh, in an Alfa Romeo, getting 38 points, I'm sure it was not a very easy job. But he's out driving that car and he's doing really well. What I feel sad is that earlier we used to see Norris as one of the like with McLaren, we were seeing Norris to be up, yeah, and not in P seven, P six, right? But that car but isn't as great as such this year. Exactly, it's so sad to see Norris in a McLaren, which is not that great, yeah. especially after he signed such a long contract. Yeah, but I'm sure they will work towards giving him a better car and. He had a fantastic race last year in Monaco, so we do expect good things from him. Uh, yeah, let's hope it works out hope. this week. Yes, getting to our favorite portion of the segment, uh, we'll start from the bottom again. Um, if you've joined us for the first time, this is where we rate the drivers from one to ten, uh, depending on how they did all weekend. That includes FP1, FP2, FP3, qualifying, and the race. So. Yeah, we'll start from the bottom as we usually do. It's a sad name to see right at the bottom with Charles. But what do you think, Mika? He had a good weekend other than the race. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give him like an 8, 8.5 because it wasn't his fault. Correct. So, an 8.5. Yeah, I would still say 7. He had a great race, but it's not his fault. But the car reliability is still an issue. So, 7. Yeah, but then... That's Ferrari's issue. He couldn't have done any. Yeah, so, but then when we give Sergio a 10, that is Red Bull's beautiful car, that is Newey's designs. We can't, like, I think I will count them as a whole package and I think uh, I will give Charles a 7. Uh, Joe? Joe had a mediocre qualifying, not anything, nothing much to contribute. I think a 6, a 4, 5. Is I think I will be where where it'll be at. Alex did have an okayish qualifying. Uh, the wheels were really not up to the mark, or there was something wrong with the car, so that that didn't work out for him. So in the head this time. Yeah, so a six for him. Uh, Kevin had a fantastic quali. He had a really good quali, but uh, an incident with Lewis at the first uh, this thing and that resulted in him damaging his car more also. And falling nine places. Yeah, I think a six and a half, seven, seven point five is somewhere we can yeah. settle with uh, with Kevin. The Tifi mediocre race, uh, stroll also mediocre race. A four five is where we think uh, they should be at. 
good quality but not a good race yeah. so 6.57 yeah i think i think so gasly yeah. was having issues with the start all weekend long uh, not that he has been doing pretty well the season anyway but uh, yeah a very mediocre 5 6 for gasly as well uh, hmm. ricardo had a good quality he did qualify p8 yeah. he qualified ahead of his teammate he didn't do well in the race particularly uh, i think a 6 just for his quality performances i think 6 from me as well yeah vettel i really like the overtaking with yeah. alonso and uh, he had a decent quality but a better race i would say so yeah he started p16 ended up p11 7, yeah 677.5 does work uh, yuki so had a good race i think he didn't yeah. have a great quality a similarly like wettel a 7 7.5 to would work uh, alonso. alonso alonso was my driver of the day not lewis because lewis did get into a tangle alonso started p20 and finished p9 but of course you could argue that lewis was quicker and would have finished on the podium but hmm. alonso was my driver of the day and for that i think he gets a 9 because i think he drove the wheels of that car and just overtake I it. think I'm at eight point five from me. Yeah, I think that's agreeable. So we can we can set it up yeah. at eight five. Lando, I mean, I'm not saying it to his credit, but he did have uh, he had health issues. He was not feeling great. You saw it in the drivers' parade. He was out of energy, but he started P eleven, got himself into the points, finished P eight. I think a seven and a half eight is what I think. Yeah, we can that's give it to a him. good enough score. Yeah. Uh, Esteban, Esteban Ocon, can I would say. Yeah. So 7.5. Yeah, 7.5. Very solid weekend. Valtteri yeah. also had a very solid weekend. Qualified fantastically at P7. Finished P6. Uh, eight, eight and a half. Also for the car he's been driving and what he's been showing. Uh, Mercedes Lewis had a great weekend. I felt uh, Mercedes package that they brought just the upgraded package they brought to, uh, to the circuit in Catalonia did work out well for them. And uh, I think a eight. And for the just for the race, if he didn't get into the tangle with Nainasen, um, he could have finished in the podium, and that would be a nine, nine and a half, I feel. But I think a solid eight. Carlos uh, started P three, lost one place to P four. What do you think? I think six point five seven because I feel he could have done a little better. Yeah, we've seen what Charles does in that car. So if you're talking about the car also, uh, yeah. he could do more probably. More, definitely, definitely, and like he could have gotten on the podium. I agree with the going into the gravel part is another thing, yeah. but I think he could have gotten himself a little better. That's true. I mean, the Mercedes uh, issues worked on his in his favor because otherwise he would have still gone to P five. That would have been a little more worse for him. Yeah. George. Uh... George had a fantastic race. Race started P four, ended up P three. Uh, good overtaking, good management of tires, good skills. The race is for a while. Yeah, uh, I think an eight and a half. Eight and a half, yes. Perez, uh, Perez. I so bad for him. So yeah. I think eight point five nine. Yeah. Because he did have good race otherwise. That's true. That's true. Max uh, will get an eight. Yeah. Point five. Yeah. Is he told Perez to go? Let him go. 
yeah i mean i don't know how i feel about that being a max fan also i think i think it was checo's chance to take this win so exactly yeah max gets a nine i feel uh so that was that that was the last bit of a podcast but we do have a little small preview for the monaco grand prix uh what do you think mika how is it going what do you how what do you expect so first of all there are chances of rain so that'll be a little more exciting for yes. the circuit because like other than all the jazz and pop yeah. and all of that that's happening at the circuit there's the nothing much to it that yep there is lack of there is no overtaking in general so yeah. there are there are a lot of rain, rain if it comes it'll be a nice race to watch okay. otherwise it'll be very boring very not so fun correct so that's true i am excited for that and charles dnf okay let's 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 put in a bet before we close this podcast you're going to like cancel out us yeah no just let's put in a bet so if you see we're not i'm going to stop sharing my background for a bit uh, so if you can see the time right now is 12 o'clock on the 24th of may we are okay. we don't know what is going to happen in the race so if you are saying charles is going to crash or no i don't think he will i don't think he will okay so i don't think he will too but just for the sake of the bet let's just put it out there okay i think yeah. charles will crash then and you think charles won't so okay. uh if i win we go to any place which has some public on the on the main road on the street and we carry a paper that says i say because i say charles will crash i'll say i'm sorry charles uh, and uh, if you win and uh, you can say harsh told me so maybe i think that's fair sure that works it's it's an a4 size sheet or it's a board and there have to be at least 10 people in the picture in the background okay yeah and we will get back on uh, 29th may yeah oh, i'll give you 3 days i'll give you 3 days to do this photo op also so we'll this can be on our social media pages i don't need the time you need it charles is not going to dnf charles might it's on a rain like i said i mean he did uh, crash nikki lora's car yeah so you can he's done one for this year but let's let's just make it interesting uh yeah. okay so just to wrap it up uh we had a fantastic race some team orders we didn't agree with uh and we have a very interesting race coming up in monaco to to say it again i feel charles will crash mika says charles won't crash if i win i lose the bet and i have to say i'm sorry charles if mika loses she says uh harsh was right so yeah wish us luck and we'll see you next week after the end of the monaco grand prix bye 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 i'm hika